Welcome to another edition of Anthony T's Horror and Wrestling Show. I'm Anthony T. In this edition, I will be talking about Tony Khan and his Twitter meltdowns. Seriously. Calm down. It's like, I gotta do an intervention here. Seriously. Did I say Twitter? I mean that dreaded X. That is ruined by a madman. Yeah, you know Elon Musk? How he's pretty much destroyed Twitter to the point where I don't use it anymore. Seriously. But that's all I'm going to say about X or Twitter or whatever it is. But anyway, I will talk about Tony Khan's meltdowns on that platform. Then I will talk about why movie theaters have abandoned this whole strike and instead caved into. Taylor Swift mania and how they don't give a damn about the strike ending anytime soon as they want to start to ride the waves of all these popular music artists. Because let's face it, you're not getting much movies out there. Plus, the fact that Whatever comes out is not doing so well in the theaters because nobody's promoting the film. Literally, because, well, we're in a strike. It's hard to promote a film when everybody's on strike. And that's probably why a lot of these films are failing. Because we are in a strike. And there's no promotion for these films. Except TV ads. People want to see the actors talk about these films. But they can't because we are in a strike right now. And in What's Anthony T Watching, I will be reviewing another film that is an indie film that is not a studio film. Because you studio people do not want to end this strike. It's like you guys don't want to end this strike. Seriously. What? Are we going to get to January to the point where I can't do a best of 2023 show until this strike is over, meaning I might have to hold it off to February, March, April. Seriously, Hollywood, come on, end this strike. Give the actors what they want. And I'm kind of pissed off that you guys gave me a full sense of hope because it looked like you guys are about Ready to settle with the actors. And then things broke down. Turning into he said, they said kind of crap. To the point where they're not talking. They're so far apart again. That we're probably going to be waiting another month or two. It's just crazy. Seriously. And while we're on this subject... Let's start off the news with this subject. As the AMPTP, which is pretty much the producers, suspended all talks. It's like, we're trying to get this strike settled and the producers walked away from the table. It's like, why did they even have these talks? Instead of having productive talks, you want to know what these producers did? They ran back to their little offices at the big companies and started blaming SAG. That the fact that on October 11th, the AMPTP decided that they're going to take their ball and go home. Instead of trying to end this strike... They're willing to just sit there and walk away from the table. Ted Sarandos, Netflix's CEO, and also an idiot like Bob Iger, claimed that SAG and AFTRA asked for a levy on every subscriber to streaming service, which led to the breakdown in talks to end the actor strike. They're also claiming they're at wanting a levy on every subscriber. They said they offered a success-based bonus to the actors, similar to the offer that the WGA 
accepted. But that was rejected and SAG came back with the levy proposal, which was rejected by Sarandos, Iger, and all the idiots at the major studios. And they decided to take their ball and go home. SAG fired back by telling its members that they walked away from the table and accused them of using bully tactics. Intentionally misrepresented to the press the cost of the above proposal. Overstating it by 60%, the message to union members said they've done the same with AI claiming to protect performance consent but continuing to demand consent on the first day of employment for use of a performance digital replica for an entire cinematic universe or any franchise project. Now this is coming from like various sources like The Hollywood Reporter and Deadline. It's just ridiculous, seriously. I really do believe the studios are trying to pull a fast one with the actors here. And the fact that we're still talking about AI is ridiculous. Come on, Hollywood. You already gave in to the writers about AI. Now get rid of this idea of AI for actors. Seriously. None of these... Big-time actors who go into big franchise projects want their likeness used for future films without their consent. It's ridiculous. It's like you're going to stop making franchise films on computers. I don't want to see that. Seriously. You can just pop in your main actor's get some background actors to to fill in the rest of the spots and you have your movie. No, I don't want that. Seriously. Come on, Hollywood. Come on, you idiotic producers. It's ridiculous you're still talking about AI here. AI should not be used in cinema, period. AI will be the death of cinema. I said this once, and I will say this for the 900th time, AI will be the death of cinema. Because AI does not bring anything new or any authenticity to the film. It's just one of those things where it's just a film made on a computer. That's it. I don't want to see that seriously. That or have a bunch of people dressed up in green outfits than putting on the likeness of the actor over it. I don't want to see that neither. So forget this idea about AI, Bob Iger, Ted Sarandos, and all you other idiotic producers and studio heads. It is not going to work. It's the death nail of cinema if this goes that way. It will ruin every film in every franchise because you don't need it. Pay your actors. Don't steal their likeness, you idiotic Hollywood producers and you idiotic studio heads. And while you're at it, pay the actors their fair share on streaming as well because that's the future people you guys wanted to go to streaming away from the physical media this is what happens and these people still haven't got it through your head there's always this crisis when there's a new form of media it's time to end this strike and pay the actors their fair share and get rid of this notion of AI because I'm starting to sound like a broken record every time I have to talk about this topic because it is my truth because that's what my thoughts are on this whole thing and I will continue to express them 
here on this podcast. I don't care. Because I am not going to sit there and watch the studios try to pull a fast one and change cinema as we know it. It will ruin the horror genre. It will ruin superhero movies. It will ruin everything. You'll get 10 million franchise films from your popular horror characters. You'll get 10 million franchise films from your popular superhero characters. And that's not good. If it's done through computer-generated AI. At that point, I might as well stop going to the cinema. Because I'll know it's not authentic. The performance is not authentic. And that's what will ruin it, people. I'm just telling you the truth here. That's what will ruin cinema, period. AI. And also, pay the actors... And SAG should stop giving these waivers to, because I'm starting to hear stuff that AMC's got waivers for their shows, and that's not right. Seriously, SAG. Give it to the independents, and that's it. While we move away from the strike and have a wrestling story, people, okay? Let's just get away from this negativity that is the actors and producers strike. And let's have a wrestling story, people. Impact Wrestling is changing names once again. This promotion has had several name changes over its years. First, it started off as NWATNA, meaning National Wrestling Alliance Total Nonstop Action. And when the National Wrestling Alliance dropped the Total Nonstop Action Group, it became TNA Wrestling, Total Nonstop Action. When after all these years and the way this company has been run by Dixie Cotter, they had to rebrand. And Jeff Jarrett came in and they renamed it Global Force Wrestling. Well, Jeff Jarrett had a falling out with whoever else was owning the promotion. And they had to rebrand again into Impact Wrestling, which it is right now. Then, at the end of their Bound for Glory pay-per-view, they played a hype video that featured people like Frankie Kazarian... Eric Young, Jordan Grace, Eddie Edwards, Josh Alexander, the Motor City Machine Guns. And they had a bunch of other people in this almost five-minute video package unveiling the new name for this promotion. And it's none other than, wait for it, wait for it, TNA Wrestling, it's coming back. The name TNA Wrestling, everyone. In 2024, everyone. Saturday, January 13th, to be exact. As TNA Wrestling will have its return when it comes to pay-per-view with Hard to Kill. Wow. I did not expect a rebranding for Impact Wrestling. It's going back to its original name now. What do I think about this rebranding back to this original name? Well, I did not have that on my wrestling bingo card for 2023. That Impact Wrestling would revert back to TNA Wrestling. But it's going to happen in January 2024. And it's probably a good move for the promotion. A, it's going to get buzzed instantly. Because you're trying to get buzz for your promotion. And second, the stigma of those three letters since the Dixie Carter days have been long gone. Since Impact Wrestling has been different from the days of Dixie Carter and TNA Wrestling. Where that promotion just got literally run down to the ground. You know the title, Hard to Kill? That promotion should not be around, but it's still around in 2023 going into 2024. 
So my guess is they probably brought it back because there probably is a demand to go back to the original name. Plus the fact that it's a totally different promotion from the Dixie Cotter days. And from what I heard, it's a totally different promotion from the Dixie Cotter days. It's hot. I cannot watch every single wrestling promotion. I can barely watch AEW week in, week out. That's how hot it is. Seriously. Trying to divide up time for every wrestling promotion. Literally. It's like, I don't even have time for WWE. Game Changer Wrestling, I don't even have time for much anymore, neither. Because I've been so busy with other things. Plus, I got horror to worry about, too, for this podcast. And I go watch a lot of horror films, too, which is my passion, too, besides wrestling. There's so much I can do in one day, literally. But I'm glad I'm, that this promotion is back to where it was at the beginning of this promotion. Because th- at the beginning of this promotion, it was a great promotion. Seriously. It's back to almost to that level. And it's to the hard work of the people at Impact slash TNA Wrestling to get it to this level to the point where they can get rid of the Impact Wrestling label and rebrand it back to the original name of the promotion. It's going to be interesting to see what happens when TNA Wrestling gets back to TNA Wrestling. Will it be continuing the same way it's been continuing on an uphill trend when it was at Impact Wrestling? Or will it go downhill again? Only time will tell. As I really hope this promotion succeeds. Like I do every promotion. The more promotions that are out there. The more places wrestlers can work. And that's a good thing for this business. And with that, that's the news. Dark Discussions, your place for the discussion of horror film, fiction, and all that's fantastic. A weekly podcast here, the discussion is about the most recent horror and genre films. Intelligent talk on a genre that deserves intelligence. A conversation between co-hosts discussing not only the film, but also the connotation that the directors and screenwriters are trying to articulate. When you want more than a review, listen to Dark Discussions. Speaking of perception, there's just one more scene I want to talk about, which is after Caleb discovers that Kyoto's a robot, Kyoto kind of peels off her skin, showing him what's underneath. Now, wait a minute. I know where you're going with this, but tell me you weren't already thinking this 15 minutes earlier in the film. Exactly what he's thinking at that moment. Which is he's a robot, too. Oh, I considered the possibility. Right, and that's what I like, is the fact that the writers are smart enough to know that this is what the audience would be thinking. We've all seen Blade Runner. (laughs) Right, exactly. www.darkdiscussions.com Wherever podcasts are found. Welcome back. Now, this is the part of the podcast where I really don't want to go into this, but I really have to because I really need to talk someone off a ledge here. Because personally, you know me. I am an AEW homer. I love AEW a lot. I admit it. I give AEW more time than WWE on this podcast. That's because I watch AEW more than WWE. But I will also criticize AEW when It's justified. You've seen me do this before, including the stupid Berlin incident with some individual named CM Punk. You may have heard of the guy. Thankfully, he's gone from the company. Seriously. Because I couldn't take any more of the stupid drama of his. Seriously. It was literally starting to ruin my enjoyment of the product a little bit. But... I don't want to see any more drama from this promotion. Now it's the boss that's creating all this drama. Especially the night when they went head-to-head with WWE NXT. Tony Khan was making tons of tweets. 
tweeting out memes. And it's just childish. Seriously. And then losing it after he loses to WWE in the ratings. It's childish. On top of that, he's been going to Twitter about contract tampering, which, okay, maybe I can listen to. Because after all, it is your business. And if someone's trying to tamper with your business, I get it that you're mad. Seriously. Because personally, if I had a wrestling company and another wrestling company was trying to contact my wrestlers, I too would be pissed off. I don't know if I would go to Twitter or X. As I always keep calling X Twitter. That's because I hate X. I really do. I hate the platform. I use threads if I'm going to tweet out something. Because to me, X Twitter is dead to me. But anyway, I can't understand why you would use it to just do stupid childish stuff like put memes against your competitor. Seriously. That's not how a normal businessman operates. I get it, you're a billionaire. I get it that you're a big fan of wrestling. You want to see your company succeed. Because I can't appreciate somebody wanting to see the company succeed. But when you become the topic and do these stupid things like these memes and DM fans... It looks bad on your brand. It looks bad on the company. It looks bad on you. I just don't get why Tony Khan does this. Seriously. Don't get me wrong. He's really done a great job with AEW. But he's taking his focus away from AEW and starting petty fights on X. And if he's starting petty fights on X, eventually it's going to bleed into the product. And once it bleeds into the product, it's not good for the company. It's not good for the wrestlers. Because the wrestlers depend on you as a leader to keep this company afloat, to keep this company moving towards a positive direction. Look at their last three shows. They've done a lot of business between All In, All Out, and Wrestle Dream. With ITNWWE.com listing the buy rates for All In at 192000 All Out at 100000 and Wrestle Dream at 135000 That adds up literally to over 400000 Buys between those three pay-per-views all in what, a five-week span. That's a very good number for three pay-per-views in five weeks. They, Tony Khan needs to focus on his company. Seriously. Because you want to continue on having that growth that continues to make this company very viable. Considering with the rumors of the National Wrestling Alliance being picked up by the CW, this is going to be a fight for number two. Do I think AEW still has that edge? Yes, definitely. Because the National Wrestling Alliance needs to at least draw thousands and thousands of people before you can literally consider them a viable number two. Because they're more like a viable number three now with the CW deal. Because Impact Wrestling does not have a major TV deal. But Tony Khan should worry about his product and his product only. Not what WWE is doing. Not what the National Wrestling Alliance is doing. What Tony Khan is doing with All Elite Wrestling. It'll help the product. It'll continue to generate the positive buzz. Which has been lackluster recently. But there's been some good TV there. But you need to get that translating into positive buzz. And tweeting all the time. Throwing temper tantrums on X will not get you positive buzz for your product. It doesn't help the product. It hurts the product. He needs to tone down on what he says on Twitter. 
He needs not to take everything seriously. Twitter is not a good place. Trust me. It's where everybody complains and whines. Oh, how this is not good. Or that's not good. And yes, I said Twitter again. I meant X. I'll I'll never get that out of my head. I'm sorry. If I was going to go on X right now, I'd be whining about Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. That's how pissed off I am about the New England Patriots. But I don't spend my time on Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. Maybe just throw a hashtag fire Belichick. That's about it. I'm not going to spend all day, every day, whining about it or posting memes of how my quarterback is awful. Look at it this way, Tony. You got something going right now. AEW's doing good. Your football team, the Jacksonville Jaguars, are doing good. Plus, you have Fulham in the Premier League. I know it's a lot on your plate, but slow down. You don't need to go on X. If you're in a bad mood, try to talk with someone about your problems. Don't let the IWC get under your skin because, well... They can get under your skin easily. Leave them alone. Just focus on putting on great shows week in, week out. We all be happy. Just don't get into that trap where you're fighting with fans, fighting with your competition. Just put on the best shows you can and try to recapture the magic you had and get some more people in seats because I love AEW. I don't want to do this segment. Trust me, I really don't want to do this segment. But I had no choice after Tony Khan was going off on X after WWE BAW. And it's an NXT show. It's their third brand. Calm down. WWE just threw every last big name at that show purposely to get under your skin. And they did it. Don't let them do it to you, Tony. Seriously, please. Just take deep breaths and put on the best show possible. Because when you're focused, Tony, AEW is great. Every day there's a family struggling with hospital bills to care for their sick child who is fighting an illness. There's a woman who is fighting breast cancer and is having trouble making ends meet while paying for their treatment. And there are burn victims that are going through treatments to heal their deep wounds. There is a charity in the horror community that helps these people. Scares That Care is an organization that helps families deal with the bills for their child. They help women get the treatment they need to fight breast cancer. And they help people who are dealing with severe burns get the help they need to heal. Scaresack Care is a 100% volunteer organization and 501c3 nonprofit charity that is dedicated to helping these people in fighting real monsters. To find out more information or to donate to Scaresack Care, you can go to www.scaresackcare.org. Every donation helps scares that care fight real monsters. Hi, I'm Anthony T. And I'm director Andrew Duran. And we are the Two From Hell. And we're putting Rated R back into podcasting. Every month we will be dropping an episode on the Doc Discussions Network. We'll be chatting about some of our favorite films, news, reviews, and maybe interviews. You can find Two From Hell on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and other podcast providers. And don't forget to like us on Facebook and Instagram at 2 from Hell Podcast. Trust me, you're seriously not going to want to miss the show. The following commentary represents the views of Anthony T's horror and wrestling show and not of the Doc Discussions Network, meaning it's the views of mine and mine only. Welcome back. Now, this is not going to be a popular topic here. 
In fact, this may not be a popular rant, but I have to rant about this because I am sick and tired of this actor strike. First of all, I support actors in this strike because they need to be paid fairly and they need to get rid of the idea of using AI because that would be bad for cinema. But it seems like the studios are still willing to drag this thing on. And it's just continuing with no end in sight. As I'm recording this rant, the actors have been on strike since, what, July? This has to end soon, please. And it seems like the studios don't want to end this anytime soon. It's getting to that point of the year now, everyone, where we're talking about having a TV season with tons of reality programming. And that's not good. Seriously. I hate reality TV. But still, we need to have this strike to continue. Let's see if they're willing to sacrifice an entire TV season for their greed. And another thing that's really troubling, a lot of people are still going to the movie theaters week in, week out. And when you continue to go to the movie theaters, buy the DVDs and Blu-rays, buy the digital copies on places like Fandango in other streaming platforms, Amazon Prime, you're helping the studios make money. I refuse to buy films from the major studios. I refuse to go to the theater to see films from the major studios. Because by seeing a movie and by buying a DVD or Blu-ray from a major studio, you are helping the studio out. And if they keep making money off you by going to see movies in the theater and through home media, they're not going to want to settle this strike. They'll continue to lose money, sure, but they're still going to make a lot of money. They need to lose a big, huge amount of money before... They realize they need to settle. Because they need to settle now. Because this is ridiculous. They're petty. And I really wish the theater owners would push them on this issue. Seriously. But the theater owners apparently don't want to push this issue. Because they are just going to go and look and latch on to people like Taylor Swift to make their money in concessions and to continue to keep their businesses open. And the theater owners should be demanding these studios to settle this actor's strike because them sitting on the sidelines and now coming up with ideas like Taylor Swift and latching on to her popularity, and they can make much money off that, is showing you they don't care about the strike neither. It's like, they might as well just be in line with the studios, quite frankly. Because I would have thought the theaters association would be pressuring the major studios, but they are not. This is why we need to pressure the major studios. The movie theaters don't seem to care as they're really latching on to Taylor Swift to save the day for them. Because I'm telling you, they're doing this because they know these movies aren't going to draw well because nobody can promote these movies. And now it's to the point now where I think we need to boycott the movie theaters as well. Because... They don't seem to want to end this strike. They want to find other alternatives like having concert films. Let's have Taylor Swift. Let's have who's ever popular and let's have them have a concert movie on the big screen. 
while we have an actor's strike that seems to go on forever. And the theater owners are doing nothing about it. Instead, they just want to latch on to people like Taylor Swift. And that's not a good thing, people, because it's not the way cinema should be. We have to boycott the studios, apparently, because the theaters are not going to boycott the studios. They're going to find the alternative. And I, they found it in Taylor Swift. Meaning, if this thing continues, they'll continue to find top recording artists to take over big screens. They'll have plays on big screens. And those will be the source of entertainment for these theaters. Because they're not willing to sit there and wait for this actor's strike to end. They'll just move on. And get something on that screen. They're not going to sit around and wait around like the last time during the COVID pandemic when that ended. This is not good for cinema. This is not good for the movie business. This is not good for anybody if theaters are now getting ideas to put Taylor Swift on their big screen. That tells you... That they have no faith that the major studios and streaming companies will end the actor's strike anytime soon. Because putting Taylor Swift on the big screen has worked out very well for the theater owners. And this is the major problem, people. We can't expect these actors to get back to work if we continue to support the major studios, everyone. The theater owners aren't going to help us get these actors back to work because they already have plan B and it's all the Taylor Swifts in the world that can draw regardless of media platform. I'm telling you people... We need to boycott the movie theaters. We need to stop buying DVDs and Blu-rays. We need to stop buying digital copies of films from the major studios. So we can pressure the major studios to end this silliness of a strike. Pay the actors a fair wage. And stop this AI nonsense. Because that AI nonsense will kill the industry and kill cinema as we know it. So please, boycott the theaters, boycott buying DVDs and Blu-rays from the major studios, and boycott buying digital copies from the major studios. This is the only way we're going to send a message to all these major studios like Bob Iger... To pay a fair wage and get rid of this AI nonsense. Because the longer this thing goes, the more it's just going to hurt a lot of hard-working actors. Because you're not forcing the major studios to settle with the actors. You can follow Anti-T's Horror and Wrestling Show on these social media providers. At Anti-T's Horror Wrestling on Facebook, Instagram, and Slasher app. You can find Anti-T's Horror and Wrestling Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and other podcast providers. You can also listen to the podcast at youtube.com slash at filmrkmedia and docdiscussions.com. Welcome back. Now, what's Anthony T watching this episode? Well, the Indie Crusade continues since we're still in a strike, everyone. Yeah, we're still in a strike. And I told you on the social media channels that I would be reviewing a film that takes place in an amusement complex. And no, it's not the one everyone is thinking about. Because, well, A, I can't say the title because we are in a strike, everyone. And B, you are all expecting that review since I mentioned the word amusement complex. 
No, everyone, I'm talking about a film called Phantom Fun World. While I was able to snag a Blu-ray copy of this film, when there were pre-orders, because, well, it was a very limited run of pre-orders. So I quickly snagged a copy of this film, because I really wanted to see it after hearing about this film. So, I picked up the Blu-ray, because, well, yours truly does not believe in streaming on the dreaded Tubi. That's right, you can see this film on Tubi, don't get me wrong, but yours truly does not like ads. I hate ads. It ruins the experience. Plus, I prefer physical media over streaming everyone. So, that's that. Anyway, as per introduction to every film on the Indie Crusade, I will read the plot synopsis of this film because, well, this is a film most people have not heard of. And the synopsis goes as this. Employees of an indoor fun park, Phantom Fun World, find themselves targeted by a masked killer obsessed with the fictional character of the Phantom and the Pac's jaded history. Now, what attracted me to this film was the fact that it has a killer title. Sometimes a title to a film will sell me on a film. It's just the old video store days, everyone, where the film has a great title, so much so that you have to check this film out for better or worse. And that's what really got my first interest in this film, quite frankly. The fact that it had a killer title. So, of course, I'm going to try to find a way to buy this film. And, of course, I joined the group after hearing about this film through a source. And that title rang a bell to the point where, yes, I need to see this film, for better or worse. And thankfully, I did see this film, for better or worse. Because I really liked this film. One of the reasons why I liked this film was the direction of Tori Jones. He does a very good job with the way he directs everything in this film. He does a good job keeping the action moving. In a slasher film, you need the action to continuously moving while also providing space. This film does that very well here. He does a great job directing his cast, as I think his cast was very good in this film, as they had great chemistry with each other. I also love the appearances of Elsie Holt as the killer phantom in the film, and Ari Lehman in a small role here, as I thought both of them were very good in this film. Jones also does a very good job with the way he directs the kill scenes in this film, as they have a level of brutality to them, which is something you want in a slasher film. Especially with these underground slasher films, they get some brutality to separate yourself from what's out there, as literally... I thought the kill scenes were handled very well, very gory, very intense. It helped with the action. Another thing that I really liked about his directing here was the way he handles the dramatic scenes in the film, with especially with the main character and her struggled relationship with her alcoholic mother. He directs those scenes very well here, as it really helps elevate the main character in the film, and gets a very good performance from Celeste Blandon, as she really does a great job with her character here, especially with the dramatic scenes in this film, as those are some of the best scenes in this film, the beginning of this film, and towards the end of this film as she handled everything from the dramatic scenes to the action. It's a credit both to her acting and the direction of Tori Jones that really makes this performance very good. The screenplay written by Tori Jones and Jerron Spencer does a good job with the way it handles everything in this film. It doesn't rush to, like, 
10 million kill scenes. Yeah, you have consecutive kills at a time, but you're dealing with an 80 minute film here. So it doesn't like go like rush, 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 rush to the end. You have breather in it and the breather are some of the best scenes in this film with all the dramatic stuff in between the kill scenes. There's also, I think, a kill scene in this film that was very well executed dealing with the main character and her personal life. As I think the whole personal life thing with the main character in this film and that subplot worked very well in this film. As it gave it a level that helped it make it not feel like this random slasher film that just focuses on kill scenes and that's it. This does have a story and that story in that subplot is very good here. And it really helps drive the kill scenes in this film. I really wish more writers pay attention and create good backstory for their lead characters as Phantom Fun World is an example of one of those films where you can create a great character through a great backstory. And they did it very well by making her story so tragic and everything. It made me invested in the main character of this film. The other thing that I liked was the fact that it does a good job with the way it comes up with it surprises in this film. Because there was a couple of scenes where I didn't think was going to happen. Seriously. I kind of figured, yes, we would see characters just fade off or just get knocked off. But this film provides a very good surprise or two towards the end of this film, which is, I think, well executed as well. Because I did not see that coming. Seriously. I just thought it would play out a different way, but it didn't. And that's a credit to the writing of this film as well. So, I hate to say this, as this is going to really pain me to say this, because I do not like this streaming service at all. But you should go to Tubi and check this film out. Seriously. As I hope at some point this film gets a physical media release. As this film deserves to be on Blu-ray. Seriously. But anyway. Because Phantom Fun World really has a very good screenplay. Has a very good lead performance from Celeste Blandon. And great direction from Tori Jones. I highly recommend you check this film out as this is a very good film. You will enjoy this film, period. You know what? I'm going to give it five stars because it's just, because everything is good in this film. And it's shot very well too and it looks very professional. So I will give this five stars. Check it out. Now go run to Tubi. Next episode, I will be giving you my thoughts on Rhode Island Comic Con as yours truly will be going to Rhode Island Comic Con. So expect thoughts on Rhode Island Comic Con next episode. That is the only thing set in stone for next episode of Anthony T's Horror and Wrestling Show. I'm sure I'll have something else. Either another rant or an interview, I hope. As I may work on getting an interview for next episode. It's been a while since I had an interview. Because it's been kind of tough. Because well. There's the strike and everything. I'm trying to tread lightly on who I can bring on. Because you got to be careful. Which films are SAG. Which films aren't. It's tricky. So I have not been able to bring guests on. Because I don't want to run into that problem. That's why I've been hearing more rants. On this podcast. But I'm hoping get an interview next episode. I plan on doing two more new episodes this year before I do a best of in December as I usually take a break around December. So expect at least two, maybe three more if they solve this actor strike, 
which I hope they do, seriously, solve this actor strike by the time we get to the end of this year. That would be nice so I could do my year-end shows because if we get to January and we're still in an actor strike, we can't have the best of lists or the Horror Show Horror Whammy Awards show. We can't. Seriously. If we're still in the actor strike in January, we will not be having it until the actor strike's over. But that will still happen. So don't worry. That's usually a yearly occurrence on this podcast. And I will have a best of episode where I'll bring someone on. But I don't know if I can do that in January this year because of the strike going on. I'm hoping this ends by the end of the year. That would be nice. That the major studios would come to their senses and end this strike and give the actors a fair deal and get rid of this AI nonsense. Enough with this talk. If you like this podcast... Subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pandora, Spotify, Audacity, and other podcast providers. You can follow Anthony T's Horror and Wrestling Show at Anthony T's Horror and Wrestling on Facebook, Instagram, and the Slasher app. And no, we are not on X. Forget that. I know we mentioned X earlier. There will be no page on X. There is no way I will put a page on X, people. I'm sorry. You can also listen to the show on YouTube at youtube.com at Film Arcade Media and listen to it also on docdiscussions.com. With that, I want to thank you for listening to this podcast. Have a good day. Support indie wrestling. Support indie horror. This has been a Film Arcade Media production.